In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. So what's going on, Makita? It's, it's good to good to talk to you after after all of this time. We had uh, a fantastic interview maybe about 18, 20 months ago. It was during the height of the pandemic. Everything was locked down. I think that you told me that you were holed up in your apartment in New Jersey and you weren't able yeah. to leave your apartment and then you were you were trying to figure out how you were going to survive cabin fever and all of this stuff. And, and you being a musician, I was very interested in your plight because you sing for a living. So if you're not packing out shows at the Met, how, how are you paying your mortgage? How are you paying your car note? All of that stuff. So fast forward a year and a half later, just wanted to, to, to catch up with you, Makita. So it's just really good to have you on the show and to talk about your experiences. Um, give us an update. What, what do you have going on? What, what has the last year and a half been for you? Well, thanks for having me, Zach. It's great to hear you. Great to talk to you. Um, yeah, it was, I think it was April, April of 2020 wow. that we last talked. So we're pushing, we're pushing almost two years. Right. So it's, it's been a ride. It's still, it's still slowly, but surely kind of coming back to, I guess, what the new, what, you know, kind of close to where we were before. Right. Um, so the 2020, for the most part, was very, very difficult. Um, I'm sure. I would say, I would say from March all the way through like September. And I think that's when I first got like my first um, engagement, which was um, teaching adjunct at um, Kentucky State University. So mm-hmm. um, they asked me to you know, teach virtually for the school year. So okay. that was, um, that was really, really, I was grateful. I was grateful for anything. Um, sure. And the crazy thing is, um, our Porgy and Best production at the Met ended about three weeks before New York City shut down. So, um, you know, you're kind of coming off a high of, of performing, then you know, audition season, but then you know, you can't even get to, you can't even do auditions wow. to you know to prepare. So, yeah, 2020 was pretty difficult. But um, around the end of the year people started realizing, okay, well, we'll have to figure something out. So uh, a lot of virtual projects started coming out. So okay. a lot of churches started doing the virtual choirs and, um, you know, Amazon was running out of green screens and, you know, there was a whole lot of like home productions going on. So I was able to, you know, get in where I fit in, in different projects, um, with churches but with a lot of my colleagues who were just doing independent projects so okay. i did you know i just tried to fill in the gaps with um from teaching in the semester with you know, those little projects okay um how, how if i could jump in how how did all of this because you got a lot going on it's a very stressful time for for all of us how did it wear on you mentally makita because i know that you're used to being out there on stage yeah. with with hundreds, maybe thousands of people watching, and and um, you love to perform, and 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 I know you personally. I know how hard you put in the work. You put in work for many years to audition and been overseas and stuff like that. How did it wear on you mentally? 
being kind of locked up in, in New Jersey and not really able to maneuver and, and spend as much time with your loved ones. I know that you're from that you're from um, Wilmington, I believe, or, or, or Delaware, yeah. Wilmington area. Um, how did that just impact you mentally? Oh, it was it was very very difficult, and I, I I think I may have mentioned that you know I'm an introvert generally, so I like to spend you know I like to have my solitude and my time, right. but I like to work. I like to work with people, and I get my energy and my um, excitement from working with my colleagues. And so you know after a full day of rehearsal or performance, you know that's good enough for me. So having spent you know, spending all of my time at home is um, not exactly the introversion that right. <laughs> that works for. That's me. extreme, that extreme uh, beyond. We were all introverts and recluses beyond just being yeah, an introvert. Yeah, you know, it was really cool at first, but I was right. like, oh no, this this isn't gonna work. So oh. it, it was actually pretty difficult. So um, yeah. I did go home for a little while I'm, after. I'm a consummate. I'm a consummate extrovert. So I love. I love being around people. Like I'll be at CVS mm-hmm. and I'll strike up a conversation in the in the line at CVS with some elderly woman that's there to get her her <laughs> script. And and the first couple of months was all right for me. I was in Phoenix. I had a pool at the house, so I was doing pretty good. But after like month four, I was on some I Am Legend stuff, like Will Smith. Like I had dolls in the house and was pre- pretending that there were people <laughs> hanging out with me. And it was it was not. It was definitely not pretty. Um, if you could give us a recap, because we're on a much larger audience. So shout out to everybody listening yeah. on WOL uh, 95.9 FM in, in Metro D.C. area. I know you have a lot of friends in Metro D.C. as all of us mm-hmm. that, that went to the Oakwood University. Um, tell us about if you if you're not familiar, if you're driving around the Beltway in D.C., tell us about Porgy and Bess and some of the music that you sing and, and kind of those old school black operas that that what they come from really come from our lineage our roots our culture uh tell us how important those performances are to our culture yes absolutely so in 2019 the 2019 2020 season at the metropolitan opera um there was a new production that was mounted which was porgy and Bess, and it's um some people may recall porgy and Bess with um Sydney Portier um, in the movie or from Broadway. That's written by by Gershwin, right? Yes, by Gershwin. Um, But um, Bergen Best actually uh, was an opera first. And so um, this is a production, the original production uh, performed at the Metropolitan Opera. And it was the first time that it had been um, performed at the Met in 30 years. And so Mm. we were a part, I was a part of that, um, the uh, ensemble, the world-renowned Metropolitan Opera Chorus, and wow. that's performed with world-renowned singers, and not just the principals, but, I mean, every last person, the dancers, the actors, everybody was phenomenal on that stage. You could pull out anybody, almost any chorus member, and they could probably sing the principal role for you. So that just mm-hmm. tells you a level of talent and skill that was um, in our cast. Um, and we also won a Grammy in... 2021 for our um, for that. our recording. Of that. So you have a you have a Grammy at the house. So if somebody is at the I house, <laughs> somebody's at the house for a spaghetti dinner. There's a Grammy on your on your mantle. Is that what you're saying? Well, Grammy certificate. Oh, okay. Is, so you get a certificate. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right. It's a it's a they don't just send out. Tell us about your <laughs> teaching career because I know you're very Makita is very humble. So if you see Makita. <laughs> 
on the gram now. She might she might get on the gram and throw out the fur coat every once in a while because I hadn't seen that. And I was like, all right, Makita, you out here, you sending a message to somebody. Uh, but Makita's a very humble person. Like if you hung out with Makita, you would have no idea that she's a superstar. You just think she's a regular person, cool person, pleasant to be around. But tell us about you. You've wrapped up your your doctoral yes. studies. Tell us tell us about that. Yes. So. Um, 2019, see, a lot of just like stuff started happening around 2019. So 2019, I finished my coursework, my doctoral studies, um, the coursework portion at the University of Kentucky, and then I moved to New York. And mm. so I still had, you know, my exams and all of that stuff. And then the pandemic hit. So it was actually, again, you talked about the mental wear and tear with also not just, you know, being quarantined, but the, the mental anguish of trying to now complete a terminal degree mm. so uh, in a different state better you than so me. that was very um i'm sorry i said better you than me oh yeah it was crusty it was it, it took it was a lot I, I i did go through some um some depression last year um i lost my uncle my grandmother and my grandfather within a five-week um yeah. time span so uh while i was completing my dissertation. You, you know, you know so, that I know how that feels, so I definitely my definitely condolences to so, you. It's unbelievable. Um, it's completely unbelievable. So that, it was, I mean, there's not enough time to even really go into Right, there <laughs> what, definitely isn't, right. Did, you know, so, but, you know, you can just imagine um, having expectations and then, mm-hmm. you know, and then it just, like, flip on you, you know. So, um, long story short, uh, was able to like use my um, exams to study um, my qualifying exams, uh, which also was a channel of depression and exhaustion. Um, had a phenomenal team, had a phenomenal um, doctoral committee who like literally drugged me over the finish line, and I cannot thank them enough. So, of course, my family too. Right. But you know, you know, when you have people at the institution who are like rooting for you, you know, they literally did everything they could to like pull me through that time. So I'm really grateful for them. And um, uh, I, I defended my dissertation in June of 2021, and uh, I marked for graduation this past December. And wow. um, I'm just super, wow. super excited for um, just to have you know, completed that milestone. Yeah. So now I'm teaching um, on the music faculty in School of Music at the University of Delaware, All my right. hometown. Shout out to UD. Um, yeah, UD. The, the fighting blue and, um, the fighting blue hens. Home of home yeah, of home of Joe Flacco. <laughs> um and I also just finished um, another run of Corby and Best. Uh, we did a three nice. month um three month, three month run uh, this past fall and I'm oh. actually about to Well, I mean that's 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 phenomenal, Makita, and 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 um, I always tell people when they're on the show. So as we close, so first and foremost, I'm so proud of you and and happy for you. I've I've seen you 
take the bull by the horns and anyone listening out there, it's difficult to perform. Just like I said, Makita is very humble. The complexity and level of competition to be able, you're talking about at the Met, you're talking about the best singers in the entire country and people coming in from other parts of the world. Even if you're a superstar, you're competing with dozens and dozens of other superstars. And to do that while simultaneously uh, chasing a terminal degree is, is just a whole lot to, to, to handle. And, and you've come out on the other end. I can hear the happiness in your voice. I've seen so many people post-COVID have kind of found their passion, what they really want to do, and and have more of an unencumbered view of the world. So I can hear that in your voice. I'm, I'm so happy for you. As we close, where can where can people Thanks. listening find you? Like, what's your what's your social, not social security, but your social media? Where can we find ah, you? Where can yeah. we tap in with you? Uh, <laughs> you're going to pay uh, Navient for me. But, uh, yeah, you right, can right, find right. me... Uh, we we all in the we all in the Naviat death cycle. I'm, that's, we're, I'm hoping that you guys see you're from Delaware, so hopefully, right, hopefully right, you right. can I'm get the get you can get the plug to Uncle Joe, and you can go down to the White House and talk Uncle Joe and Aunt Kamala into into uh, pulling the plug. You know, you're a jubilee, just canceling all of the the loans for Naviat because right. we we all we could all use a break on on those student loans. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for the most part, I'm on Instagram these days. You right. can find me at Makita dot Danielle nice. underscore. All I right. think it's two underscores, um, but I'm the only Makita dot Danielle there. So. You're the only, she's the only, so you go to Makita.Danielle, she's the only diva. So if you see someone that's not a diva, <laughs> then you know that it's not uh, Makita. You're following the wrong person. Paragon 7 Studios. Yo, this is your boy Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. Listen to me weekdays now at 11 a.m. on WOL 95.9 FM in the DMV, brought to you by our partners at Episource, the nation's leader in healthcare analytics and strategic support for Medicare risk adjustment programs. James Lewis. Shout out to all them guys, man, Rashid Wallace, you know, you know, Catino Mobley, you know, um, Sean Red Smith, Terrell Stokes, you know, all of those guys. A lot of them are um, Philadelphia legends when it comes mm-hmm. to the basketball. Right. You know, but I drop real numbers on them. <laughs> <laughs> so what would that make me? <laughs> Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Are you jamming people up? Are you crossing people up? All of that. Are you? Or is all of the above? Yeah, I was. I was. Um, Similar to Iverson. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.